partnership between News Source One Michiana and Roaring Light Radio, welcome to Roaring Light. Your daily dose of Michiana community news and independent Christian artist music to get you going through the day. Roaring Light hosts are myself, Olivia Keith Hughes, Sylvia Stark, Rachel Kleckner, Pastor Joel Irvin, and Ron Barash. The Public News Service Daily Newscast for October the 28th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. With the midterm election fast approaching, voters in rural America are focused on inflation at the gas pump and the grocery store. That's according to a new poll from the Daily Yonder. The survey found that around three-quarters of rural voters in battleground states such as Nevada think the economy isn't working for them and don't think things will get better in the next generation, despite record low unemployment. Celinda Lake directs the Democratic polling firm Lake Partners. She says she was shocked by the survey results. I was stunned at these numbers. These numbers are really, really different than what we've seen in the past, really different from what we're seeing in the rest of the country, as pessimistic as the rest of the country is. I'm Suzanne Potter. The poll also found about 59% of rural respondents said they intend to vote for Republicans in the congressional races versus about a third who plan to vote for Democrats. This story produced with original reporting from Tim Marima and Sarah Malott for the Daily Yonder. And between 2020 and 2021, Native Americans and Alaska Natives saw a two-year decrease in their life expectancy. The biggest drop among demographic groups, according to the CDC. One Arizona group is working to reverse the trend. COVID-19 took a big toll on this population, and a more recent CDC report says Native Americans are also more likely to be hospitalized if they get the flu. In Flagstaff, Shay Brown is a COVID-19 resource nurse with Native Americans for Community Action, or NACA. She says she isn't surprised by the findings. A lot of these families are living in multi-generational housing, and many of them do not have running water, don't have electricity. It's like compounding effects that cause a lot of these infection rates to rise. While NACA provides medical attention to limit the spread of disease, the group says this issue goes beyond access to health care for the more than 311,000 Arizonans who are Native American. Poverty and lack of basic services on reservations are also factors. In northern Arizona, NACA is in close proximity to several tribal nations, but the Navajo Reservation is one of the largest in terms of size and population. The CDC says about 41% of Native American and Alaskan Native adults are immunized. Public health officials say if health care providers work to build trust in the communities they serve, it will be easier to teach disease prevention strategies and fight misinformation. For Public News Service, I'm Alex Gonzalez. Find our A-Trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Now from CNBC, CEO Elon Musk is now in charge of Twitter. They report both the Twitter CEO and financial chief have left the company's San Francisco headquarters and will not be returning. This is PNS. Overdose deaths in Ohio are on track to fall below the record pace of last year, but the crisis is far from over. The group Harm Reduction Ohio estimates overdose deaths for 2022 will drop below 5,000 for the first time since 2019. However, after falling at the beginning of the year, rates appear to have increased since May. As a registered nurse at The Ohio State University's Wexner Medical Center, Rick Lucas has a firsthand view of the opioid epidemic. Lucas says he carries naloxone at all times to respond when patients and sometimes hospital visitors overdose. 
the stress that everybody is under through the pandemic has only really made things tougher. Children losing parents, parents losing children, families split apart because of addiction. This is very much something that needs to continue to be front and center and addressed. The epidemic is a top issue in the U.S. Senate race between Democrat Tim Ryan and Republican J.D. Vance, who wrote a memoir detailing family addiction. Vance has faced criticism of his nonprofit, which he said fights opioid abuse. Media reports have questioned the organization's spending on a political advisor and opinion polling. While financial disclosures indicate the nonprofit is now shuttered, Vance's campaign says it's on a temporary hold due to the Senate race. Open enrollment season for health insurance of Palace. Folks in Utah who want to get the right kinds of coverage have a lot to consider. Dr. Rhonda Randall with United Healthcare says it's important to spend some time doing research when deciding on a coverage. You want to make sure you set aside some dedicated time to really understand and compare those benefits. You don't want this to be a decision you're making with not a lot of time or maybe worse to forget it's time to make a decision and then be locked into your current coverage. Subsidies for people with income less than 400% of the federal poverty level will once again be in effect. They've been extended through 2025 as part of the Inflation Reduction Act that caps the monthly premium for those families at no more than 8.5% of household income. Mark Richardson reporting. Finally, Danielle Smith lets us know the Tennessee Department of Health has received a $5 million grant to fund community and clinical programs that will help more people in the state have healthy, successful pregnancies. Dr. Toby Adieye Amosan in the Division of Family Health and Wellness says the grant will fund initiatives for the next five years to help improve maternal health, pregnancy, and birth. To continue to expand membership in our maternal health task force to help us create that strategic plan, improving our data collection and analysis, creating materials to educate families. So we're going to be using people who have lived experience to create some of those materials um, about the early warning signs of pregnancy emergencies. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported her on a great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Happy Friday. This is Keith welcoming you to Roaring Light Weekend Edition. It is our feature artist of the week today, and we are playing five tracks from the group called Vertical Perspective, Luke and the others in the band, um, they've been sending us music periodically for Roaring Light Radio and even going back to St. Joseph Valley Gospel Radio. And uh, we're glad to make them our highlighted artist of the week. And it's hard to believe that All Hallows Eve or Halloween is coming up upon us on Monday. So we're going to be sharing with you again the trick-or-treat times, courtesy of Channel 16 WNDU today. And Sylvia returned yesterday. Hey, uh, she came back yesterday with another episode of Michiana 101. So please uh, definitely check that out. Boy, it's finally uh, warming up just a titch. Um it's going to be up in the 60s this weekend so get out and get that leaves raked and uh, do what you need to do just be careful when you're burning the leaves this weekend Uh, we don't want to have any uh, yard fires or or wildfires or anything like that well let's go ahead and turn everything over to Russell for the weather and get started with podcast today with Vertical Perspective today Friday partly sunny 
then gradually becoming sunny, with a high near 59. East wind around 5 mph. Friday night clear, with a low around 35. East wind around 5 mph. Saturday sunny, with a high near 63. Southeast wind around 5 mph. Saturday night partly cloudy, with a low around 43. Southeast wind around 5 mph. Sunday a 30% chance of rain after 2 p.m., mostly cloudy, with a high near 61. Southeast wind around 5 mph. Sunday night a 50% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 47. Monday a 30% chance of rain, mainly before 2 p.m., mostly cloudy, with a high near 59. Stands that felt the pain for the blood that flowed from Emmanuel's veins. I gave you praise for the crown of thorns that you came to wear, for the stripes of the whip you made to bear. I gave you praise for you were crushed to death, so I'd be made whole. Hallelujah, my Savior. Hallelujah, I praise the Lord. Here I am, full surrender.
done for those who were need Your selfless sacrifice When you gave the gift of life You were the answer to those on their knees The grace that you have shown cannot be measured at a time when death took those you love so dear The death would never know How from your kindness life would flow This miracle would come every fear You have loved a total stranger In your darkest hour of pain It is a wonderful reminder there is hope beyond the grave And you can't begin to fathom The depth of what you've done How you changed the lives of families Through the unselfish act of love Yeah, the future of all Give me strength for today, Lord, wherever I go. Let no danger daunt me, whatever the foe. Let no task overcome me. No try my heart freight. I would walk with thee, Lord, in the path thou hast set. Let no burden overcome me. Give me strength to bear. Then I shall have courage, whatever my care. Let no grief overwhelm me. 
wherever I am. Give me strength for today, Lord, strength from thy hand. Psalm 27.1 The Lord is the strength of our life. Whom shall I be afraid? Take care and have a wonderful day. Looking for another fun holiday event? You can head over to Northridge High School for their track or tree event taking place on Saturday, October 29th from 1 to 3 p.m. And they will have some costumes, some activities, and treats. And admission to this will be non-perishable food items to benefit Middlebury Food Pantry. They will have a touch a truck event, and they are asking people to wear athletic, soft, sold shoes only, and you are to bring your own bag. In the event of rain, the event will be held inside door one at Northridge High School in Middlebury. Take care. On Saturday, you can head over to the Boys and Girls Club located at 1027 Mac Peterson Street for a truck or treat on Saturday, October 29th. And they will have fun games, prizes, and music. There will be some food processions available with all the proceeds will go to their teen club program. And that will take place from 11 to 2 p.m. Take care and have a wonderful day. Looking for something to do over the weekend? Here is another trunk or treat happening Friday, October 28th. And this will take place at the Elkhart City Church located at 431 South 3rd Street. And the event will be held in the back parking lot. They're asking you to wear your not so scary costume and come hang out. Anytime between 6 and 7 p.m. Take care. From WNDU Channel 16 Facebook page and website, here are the official trick-or-treat times for Halloween 2022. Dress warm. Indiana Elkhart County, Bristol. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Elkhart. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Goshen. Saturday, October 29, 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Middlebury. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Napini. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Wakarusa. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Fulton County, Akron. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Kuana. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Rochester. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Kosciusko County, Claypool. No, door-to-door trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treat to be held Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Main Street between Section Street and Calhoun Street at Green. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Leesburg. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Menton. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Milford. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. North Webster. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pearson. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Sydney. Friday, October 28, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Silver Lake. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Syracuse. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Warsaw. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Winona Lake. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Lagrange. County Lagrange. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Shipshona. Saturday, October 29, 4.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Topeka. Saturday, October 29, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Wilkeville. 
Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Laporte County Lacrosse. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Laporte. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. CDT Michigan City. Sunday, October 30, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Winata. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Westville. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. CDT to 7 p.m. CDT, Marshall County Argus. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Bourbon. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Berman. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Culver. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Plymouth. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Noble County Albion. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Churubusco. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Cromwell. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Kendallville. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Ligonier. Thursday, October 27, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Porter County Burns Harbor. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. CDT Chesterton. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. CDT Hebron. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. CDT Counts. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Portage. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Porter. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Valparaiso. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT, Pulaski County Metairieville. Saturday, October 30, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Winnemac. Sunday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. St. Joseph County, Indiana. Lakeville. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mississauga. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. North Liberty. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Osceola. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Roseland. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. South Bend. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Unincorporated St. Joseph County, Granger, etc. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Wilkerton. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Stark County Knox. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT North Judson. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT, Michigan Berrien County Baroda. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. Benton Harbor. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Berrien Springs. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Bridgman. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Buchanan. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Coloma. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eau Claire. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Lincoln Charter Township. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. New Buffalo. Sunday, October 30, 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Niles. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Stevensville. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Three Oaks. Saturday, October 29, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Water Light. Monday, October 31, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., Downtown Businesses, and 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Neighborhoods, Water Light Township. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Cass County, Cassopolis. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., Doachik. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Edwardsburg. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., Vandalia. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., St. Joseph County, Michigan. Centerville. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Constantine. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mendon. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Three Rivers. 
Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. White Pigeon. Saturday, October 30, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Van Buren County Decatur. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hartford. Saturday, October 29, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Hartford Township. Saturday, October 29, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. The Elkhart Salvation Army will be getting Christmas assistance for the year 2022 in a few short weeks. Here is the need to know about that. All applicants will need to be done online. The applications will open October 21st through November 4th. And these are for those households with children under 14. Applications will not be accepted after November 4th. Watch your emails for updates and reminders regarding applications pick up date and time. Qualified families may be chosen for adoption once per lifetime. Each household not chosen for adoption will receive a Toy for Tots voucher, a Red Room basket, and a grocery gift card. The Salvation Army and Toys for Tots require a current photo ID for pickup. You can apply at www.saangeltree.org. Some of the required documents that you will need to upload will be a current government-issued photo ID for anyone over 14 in the household, proof of address that was mailed in the last 30 days, proof of all income, and a birth certificate for children ages 14 and under. If you need any assistance upon documents or applications, you can contact Elkhart Salvation Army at 574-970-0088. Take care.
There's the story of three junior varsity demons being trained by Satan to destroy men's souls. And Satan says, I'm going to let you visit earth for a day. What strategy will you use to deceive men? The first demon steps up and says, I'll trick men by telling them there is no heaven. And Satan shakes his head and says, no, that won't work. People are hardwired for heaven and this hope makes them immune to that. The second hears this and suggests the opposite. He says, I will trick men into believing there is no hell. And Satan shakes his head and says, No, every person has a conscience that reveals judgment is sure. The third thinks it over for a minute and then says, Well, we can't trick them into thinking there is no heaven or no hell. So I'm just going to whisper in their ears, You have plenty of time. There's no rush. And the devil smiles and says, Well done. Men are prone to procrastinate, to put off the important things. We love to keep them thinking they have all the time in the world to delight themselves with trivial pleasures. Friends, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and we've been considering who the devil is and what the lies are that he tells us in order to make us more miserable to destroy us, to keep us from reaching heavenly glory. Jesus actually tells a parable of a man in Luke 12, verses 16 to 21. This man has a bumper crop, so much that he doesn't have enough storage space. So he says in verse 18, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods, and I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Jesus tells us of a man who decides to tear down his old barns and build bigger ones so that he will have plenty of wealth for years to come. In our days, we would call him a wise investor, preparing for retirement. Now, Pastor Joel nor Jesus would suggest that being a good steward of what you have is a bad thing. The question is whether you're aware that you're an eternal creature who needs to be rich eternally. Did you hear the insanity of what the man said to himself? He said, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. He is talking to his soul like it is his body. Souls don't eat. Souls don't drink. Many years of food and drink are not going to benefit his eternal soul at all. But he's fooled himself. He's made the trivial pleasures eternal things. Daryl Box says, the seeker of wealth ends up with an empty soul and an empty life. Possessions are like light beer. They may taste great, 
but they are really less filling. Friends, we need to be rich towards God. Why? Well, because God has numbered our days in his book, Psalm 139.16. That is why God calls this man a fool. You really don't hear God calling people fools very often, but he does here because this man thinks he has plenty of time, but he doesn't. Sinclair Ferguson notes, while this man was drawing blueprints for new barns, God was drawing up his obituary notice. My friends, don't fall for the devil's lie that we have plenty of times to build up a life for ourselves and simply sit back and enjoy it. We need to be rich towards God. How do we do that, Joel? We invest our lives in what is eternal. We invest it in spending time loving our God, worshiping him, spending our lives in him and for him. And you know it's best seen when we invest in what is truly eternal, which would be our fellow human beings. Do you know that the early church won lots of people to Christ because they were so generous with their wealth? They knew they couldn't keep it, so they spent their wealth. They invested it in their neighbors, caring for them. And the world witnessed it and were won to Jesus, who was actually the only true rich man to ever live in this world. And Jesus spent his all to win us heaven, offering even his life on the cross. So friends, don't fall for the devil's lie that we have plenty of time. Jesus himself says, keep watch for we do not know the day or the hour, Matthew 25, 12. Paul says we need to deal with this world as though we have no dealings with it because this present world is passing away, 1 Corinthians 7, 29 and 31. All you really have to do is look at Mick Jagger today, and it's pretty clear that he was wrong. Time is not on our side. This world is not all there is, so let's set our clocks to eternity and seek to become rich towards God. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. With just over a week to go before the COP27 climate change conference gets underway in Egypt, the UN is warning the world that there is no credible pathway to keeping global warming below the one and a half degree Celsius rise that is considered a key threshold. In a new report, the United Nations deemed the actions of global governments since COP26 last year in Glasgow woefully inadequate. The study came out out on the same day that fresh research warned of a direct connection between climate change and worsening public health. Professor Elizabeth Robinson of the London School of Economics is one of its authors. In highland areas of the Americas and African countries, we're finding that people already suffering from a high burden of disease now need to be concerned about the fact that these areas are susceptible to malaria. Uh, if you swim in the northeast regions off the coast of northeast um, the United States or in the Baltic areas, because of warming, these are areas that are now susceptible to um, cholera. Uh, the impact on food security is particularly concerning. And I think we've seen already this year the impact of whether it's Ukraine being invaded, whether it's cholera or whether it's harvest shocks in the past. Each of these are having really worrying impacts on health and on food security and nutrition. And the UN Secretary General said on Thursday the world must refocus its attention on climate change or face catastrophe. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. A Christian baker in California wins the right to refuse baking a lesbian wedding cake. This is truth itself. 
Kathy Miller, who declined to make a wedding cake for a lesbian couple ceremony in 2017, won in court this month after years of litigation. Miller, who owns Tastry's Bakery, was represented by the Thomas More Society in the discrimination case. She cited her religious beliefs for the refusal to make the cake. Special counsel Charles Lamandry said, We applaud the court for this decision. The freedom to practice one's religion is enshrined in the First Amendment, and the U.S. Supreme Court has long upheld the freedom of artistic expression. Miller holds the Christian belief that marriage is a sacred institution between one man and one woman. She directed the couple to another bakery that would fulfill their request, but was still met with a litany of lawsuits. Judge Eric Bradshaw of the Superior Court of California said Miller did not violate a law that protects consumers from discrimination by businesses on the basis of race, ethnicity, or religion, the argument presented by the plaintiffs in the case. Another of Miller's lawyers, Paul Jonas, said it was ironic that a law intended to protect individuals from religious discrimination was used to discriminate against Kathy for her religious beliefs. Miller said, Here at Tastries, we love everyone. My husband and I are Christians, and we know that God created everyone, and He created everyone equal. So it's not that we don't like people of certain groups. There are just certain things that violate my conscience. Timothy Kroll from the Helios Projects says that we've been called to train 3,000 untrained pastors around the world who have absolutely no Bible or theology training due to the fact they can't afford it. He said, so far, we have less than 1,000 who are waiting for training this year. Pray that we reach this goal. At trainapastor.com, $150 trains three pastors. That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. The clock is ticking on midterm elections. Most voters say the economy and inflation is their biggest concern, fueled by COVID-related supply disruptions, worker shortages, an increased money supply, and corporate price hikes, particularly in retail health products that people prioritize when they're ill. This and ongoing agricultural monopolies are hitting rural residents especially hard. They're worried about rising gas prices. They're worried about rising food prices. They're worried about rising energy costs. Celinda Lake conducted a new poll of rural voters for the Daily Yonder. People are negative across all geography, but in other parts of the country, 50% of the people say the economy is working well, 50% say it's not here, three quarters say it's not. Roughly 15 to 30% of the electorate is considered rural. Poll respondents indicated they plan to vote Republican in congressional races by about a two to one margin. In Ohio, a couple dozen advocacy organizations want the EPA to revoke the state's authority to regulate the waste from over 200 fracking sites. Ohio uses contaminated well water, called brine, to de-ice roads and suppress dust. This is contaminating our air, our water. This is contaminating things that we can't see. Julie Boatger, Ashtabula County resident and activist, says tests on the brine conducted by her watchdog group as well as the Ohio Department of Natural Resources reveal the liquid exceeds federal and state limits for radioactivity. Sierra Club attorney Ankit Jane charges that Ohio's regulations are extremely lax and enforcement is almost non-existent. If you compare Ohio really across the rest of the country, it's one of the worst programs. The state maintains regulations meet federal standards and protect public health. Opportunity zones turned out to be not so opportune for some rural communities. The federal program is meant to boost economically distressed areas. 
but many have struggled to access the money. They're getting a second chance now, thanks to a new roadmap created by the Sorensen Impact Center. A lot of folks really expected that having an opportunity zone, just being designated one, would be enough to really bring investors and capital to them. And they didn't quite understand it's a competitive market. There's more than 8,000 nationwide. Megan Brewster helped create what she calls a blueprint to improve investment through the Opportunity Zones program, a tax incentive for economic development created under the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Eclipses are said to signify periods of great change and transformation. And just in time for the election, there's a total lunar eclipse coming on November 8th. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. What will the upcoming World Cup be like for LGBT fans who seek to travel to Qatar to watch the tournament for themselves? Homosexuality is illegal there, and Britain's Foreign Secretary James Cleverley is under fire for these comments made in an interview in which he suggested that LGBT fans should be respectful of Qatar's culture. They are trying to ensure that people can be themselves and enjoy the football. Uh, And I think with a little bit of uh, flex and compromise at both ends, it can be a safe, secure and exciting World Cup. Those remarks sparked an angry response from, among others, Lucy Powell, Shadow Culture Secretary with Britain's opposition Labour Party. I think he's really got this one wrong, not just because of the Qatari government record on LGBT rights, but it's also their record on how they've treated migrant workers who built the stadiums to host this World Cup. You know, dozens and dozens of migrant workers have lost their lives building these stadiums in pretty awful conditions. Um, And also, just in the last week or two, the Emir of Qatar met with Putin who he claimed to be a an ally. There will be much more of this in the weeks ahead. The World Cup kicks off on Sunday, November the 20th, amid unique circumstances, both in terms of climate and politics. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. shed for me As the road marked out will lead him to the cross He fully knew the agony As his body would be broken for the lost And as the Grace by which I'm saved, the grace by which I stand. 
It's much more than that. Sometimes we need to admit that we're wrong and stop blaming God. Maybe we need to stop blaming others for the mistakes that we made. Sometimes Jesus is right in the center of our chaos, but we're so blinded by everything as it happens. If you ever got a chance to watch the movie The Shack, it has excellent stories on forgiveness. It kind of starts with the boy who was hurt by his dad. But literally that boy now that his dad was also hurt by his dad. As the story progresses, Mac has to decide who is he mad at? Is he mad at himself? Is he mad at God? Or is he mad at the accuser at this point? We don't know. But you have to look at the shack and figure out what's going on. You see God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit portrayed in the story of the Shack, in the movie of the Shack, trying to place who Mac is. Mac needs to forgive himself, but first he needs to forgive everyone around him. We have the Holy Spirit who is around us, and the Holy Spirit is somebody that we listen to, but we don't follow the Holy Spirit. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But we often forget he's human. He did get angry. He's a forgiving God. We have God. who's a forgiving God, loving God, accepting God. And he is more patient than most of us. But we are so slow to see it. We have people who are judging others for their sins. But are your sins much greater than theirs? Probably not. Should somebody who committed an act of violence be forgiven? Maybe. Jesus died for everybody. There's a lot happening within the movie Shack. It's all about forgiveness. It starts with forgiving ourselves. We as humans, adults, teenagers, kids, struggle with something deep. Um, we can blame others, we blame ourselves, we blame God. We have to admit that we're wrong. Could it be that the accuser of any situation also teaches forgiveness? Maybe forgiveness goes beyond our measures. Do we forgive the people who have wronged us? Do we forgive people that have hurt us, hurt us, our family in a lot of ways, whether that's domestic violence, maybe it's abuse, Maybe it's killing. Who knows? Do we forgive them? Can we forgive people who are doing drugs? Do we forgive drunk drivers? 
Who needs forgiveness? Everyone needs forgiveness. Sometimes we need to forgive ourselves. We need to forgive others. And we need to stop blaming God. God gets blamed for a lot of things. Sometimes we need to take a deep breath. Let go and let God. Is there something in your life today that you need to let go and let God? Is there something, something or somebody that you need to forgive? Maybe you do, in this case, need to forgive an accuser or someone who's abused you. Maybe you need to forgive God because you blamed him for death and it's about the death. When you wake up, thank God. When you go to bed, thank him. We get to choose who or what we forgive. As in the shack, Mac has to decide, is he, he's a judge, does he have to decide, is he going to save his kids who are going through blaming games and struggling? He also has to decide, is he going to forgive the person that hurt his family? And he goes back and forth. He's meaningless. Who do you forgive? You can't save everybody. Everyone cannot be saved. If you're going to save one, you must forgive everybody. So he goes through this darkness era of his life. And then the end of the movie, beautiful. He's united and he's forgiven of his sins. Everyone is forgiven. Is there somebody that you need to forgive? Do you need to forgive yourself first? Or do you need to stop blaming God? It is tough sometimes to look at forgiveness. How do we forgive? Who do we forgive? When do we forgive? It's a process. So we pray. Heavenly Father, be with the listeners as they focus on forgiveness and what it means to forgive. Help them walk this journey if they need to forgive somebody. Be with them to the struggles that they're facing. Think about the life Jesus gave to us. Jesus died on our sins. Give him the strength to get through this difficult topic. Or perhaps help them with that first step. Forgiving themselves. Help them forgive others who have done them wrong. For you are the ultimate judgment in the days to come. Be with the listeners here, close near, far out there, country, whoever they're listening in on or chiming in on. You know the love that the heart is. Please let me pray. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye Son and